0: Behold the fields are white. It's harvest time. With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Balou of Rissacca, Georgia. And now here is Brother Balu and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio to open God's eternal Word and to study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're coming again in our Bible to the book of Matthew chapter number 27 and continue our study on Bible evidence that Jesus Christ is the son of God. It was my plan's just to preach 2 weeks on this subject, but we have enough material for another week so we'll continue this week and finish it the Lord willing this week and then begin a new study on next Monday. I do trust you've had a great holiday season and God will give you a blessed new year. He's still alive. In 205, I praise the Lord for it. We're looking at Bible evidence that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this, but there are a lot of other gods that are being presented today. And even Paul said to the church at Galatia that they had another Christ and they had another gospel. And they produce another religion. And so we're looking at Christianity, the salvation that God works in the life of people through the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who will hear the gospel, turn from their sin to the Savior, and be saved by the marvelous grace of God. When you compare the Lord Jesus Christ with the other gods, and the other founders of religion, if you want to use that statement, then you find that our Lord is far superior to all of them. As we began our study on Bible evidence that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we looked first of all at his supernatural birth. And I pointed out to you several thoughts about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We looked at the angelic annunciation, In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33, where the angel comes to Mary and announces to her that she's going to bring forth a child. She's to call his name Jesus. Then we looked at the Holy Ghost conception. We saw in Luke chapter number 1, verse 34 through 35, where Mary said, How shall this be? Seeing, I know not a man. And the Bible said, The angel said unto her, The Holy Ghost. Shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you, and that child which is born of you shall be the Son of God. So we saw the angelic annunciation to Mary, the Holy Ghost conception, and then we looked in Matthew chapter 1 at the angel's announcement to Joseph. The angel tells Joseph that Mary has conceived in her womb something that is of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph took her to be his wife and knew her not until after baby Jesus was born. We looked at his birth. Then we looked at the angel's announcement to the shepherds in Luke chapter number 2, where the angel appeared to that group of shepherds and said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We also looked at the star guiding the wise men. To where the young child was. All of these supernatural happenings reveal to us that Jesus Christ was not born as just a mortal man. There is evidence in his supernatural birth that he is the Son of God. And then we look second at his supernatural life, And as we looked at that, I pointed out to you, first of all, his supernatural boyhood. We saw him as he was taken to the temple to be circumcised when he was eight days old. And there at the temple was two older people who both experienced something supernatural when Christ was there at the age of eight days old in the temple. We looked at the older man by the name of Simeon, and then the older lady by the name of Anna. And both of them experienced something supernatural when they saw Christ in the temple to be circumcised at eight days old. And then we look again in Luke chapter number two, when Christ was 12 years old, he went up to the temple with his parents, and they returned thinking he was in the crowd but he was not with them when they went back to the temple. They found him asking and answering questions with the lawyers. And he said to them, wish you not that I must be up and about my father's business? So his supernatural boyhood is evidence that he is not just mere human being. He is the Son of God. And then we looked at his supernatural baptism We studied in Matthew chapter number 3, verse number 13 through verse number 17. And there we saw that when Christ was baptized of John the Baptist, that the heavens opened and the Spirit of God descending in the form of a dove lighting upon him. And then the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You see, all of these are Bible evidences that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Not only did we study his supernatural boyhood, his supernatural baptism, but we looked at his supernatural battling. We saw him as he battled the devil, as he battled disease, as he battled the deep, even the winds and the waves. Obeyed his voice, he battled the demons, and he battled death. We saw him victor and conqueror in all these things. We looked at his supernatural blessings, He opened the eyes of the blind, he made the lame to walk, he made the dumb to talk, and only on I could go through the miracles that he wrought. Bible evidence that Jesus Christ is the Son. Of God. But not only do we look at his supernatural birth and his supernatural life, but then we started looking at his supernatural death as Bible evidence that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus had problems with the Jews believing that he was the Son of God, just as folk do not want to believe it today. They did not want to believe it then. And early in the Gospel of John, we find that this discourse between Christ and the Jews about who he was grows with intensity as the chapters unfold. I pointed out to you in John chapter number 5, He healed the impotent man, and they accused him of breaking the Sabbath. And then Jesus said to them, I don't have to bear witness of myself. There are others that bear witness of me. And he talked about the witness of John the Baptist. Then he talked about the works that he did, bearing witness that he was a son of God. Then he talked about the Father bearing witness that he was a son of God. And then in John chapter 5, verse number 39, the Lord said to those Jews, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So Christ is saying, the Scriptures bear witness that I am he. And again, to remind you, they did not have the New Testament Scriptures at that time. You see, in the New Testament, we have Bible evidence that we can know That we're saved. But Jesus told them to search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. What our Lord is saying is that every scripture in that Old Testament that gives you any hope of eternal life, that scripture testifies of the Lord Jesus Christ. He went on in John chapter number five to tell them that Moses spoke of him. And had they believed Moses, they would have believed him. But since they did not believe Moses, then they did not believe him either. Then we came to John chapter number 6. And here we saw in John 6 the breaking of the loaves and the fishes and the feeding of the multitude. And then our Lord turns right around from that miracle and presents himself as the bread of God from heaven they still reject it and so he continues on in these chapters presenting to them that he is the son of god he makes the great declaration in chapter number seven at the feast of the tabernacle and then in john chapter number eight he forgives that woman who is caught in the very act of adultery and condemns them that would condemn her when they too are guilty of sin. But then we came down to John chapter number 8 and verse number 28, where our Lord said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father hath taught me, I speak these things. It's like the closing out of the discussion. Our Lord said, you do not believe me. You do not believe the witness of John. You do not believe the witness of the works that I do. You do not believe the witness of God the Father. And you do not believe the witness of the scriptures. You do not believe that I'm the son of God. But I tell you what, you wait till you lift up the son of man. And when you lift me up, then you're going to know that I am the son of God. Just wait till Calvary. And at Calvary, you'll see beyond all doubt that I am truly the Son of God. When I'm lifted up, there'll be some things that happen that will manifest to you in a very clear picture that I am the Son of God. So we came to Matthew chapter number 27, and we began looking at the things that happened when Christ was lifted up on the cross at Calvary, and I pointed out to you, first of all, there was a supernatural darkness in Matthew chapter 27, verse number 45, and verse number 46. From midday until mid-afternoon, the light of the world went out. It was not a solar eclipse. It was not an alignment of the planets. But God turned the light of the world out. For three hours on the cross, God let man have the Lord Jesus Christ, they spit upon him, they smote him, they mocked him. But at 12 noon, God shuts the world out in total darkness, and he takes the Son to himself for the purpose of placing the sin of the world upon him. And there was a supernatural darkness, and then there was a supernatural death. We looked at how that he yielded up the ghost. Death did not kill him. It had no license to operate in his area. He had no sin. The Roman soldiers did not kill him. The Jews did not kill him. They crucified him. But he died of his own free will. He said in John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. So we see here Bible evidences that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are washed. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179, Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time. 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Oh.